0: Let's okay. put your headphones on so you know what's going on.
1: Yo, let me get these levels. Oh, you're doing it. Am I in space? Oh, there we go.
0: You can be in space if you want to be in space. All right, then. This is it. All right, thank you. we got the two little waters here.
1: Yeah, two tiny, itty-bitty two, bitty waters.
0: Two small waters. Um... Uh, uh, you're, hey, a guest. I'm not going to say your name yet because I, I want to give you a proper introduction. I'm going to play a little song right now to start the podcast off, and then we're going to get down to it. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure most people understand who you are already. If they know, they know. If they don't, they don't, and I don't care about them either way. We're going to get to it, people. This is a song called Spaceship Landing by a band called KYUSS. Pronounced Caius. I thought it was pronounced Kyus. That was wrong. <laughs> We're not gonna listen to the whole song, uh, assholes. Oh, uh, uh. It's good, right? This is from 1995.
1: I can't tell if it's good or not.
0: You like good music.
1: Yeah, but with this, I can't. You just can't tell. I'm of the world, my bad if I'm at a concert.
2: Right.
1: I see what people are doing.
2: What do you mean? If they're liking it or not.
1: Like if the girl jamming and stuff I'm like, "Oh, this must be a good song," or they fucking one of the members of the band. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so otherwise you have no opinion of the I don't quality. I can't
1: tell. It ain't like the the general music I started with like hip hop or
2: What did you start with?
1: Like hip hop and maybe like what's the soul music my R&B? mom listened to, R&B and and Jackson and Prince came in the game, so yeah. The This, this you know, rock, I mean, is all energy. It's just all, as soon as the g- guitars start, it just like, you either want to say turn, the f- turn it up or turn it the fuck off. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like
2: turn it down.
1: It's just loud. <laughs> and it just makes you want to like choke somebody sometimes.
2: Yeah, that's how I feel about metal. I've been getting into metal a lot recently, and it's like something where I just fucking... I just want to listen to it because it makes me feel like doing stuff like chopping something. Or maybe like sh- like firing a fifty caliber machine gun off a Humvee that's rolling through the desert.
1: Oh that that kind of thing. Yeah. That know? seems fun. Yeah. Unless you hit one of those bumps.
2: Yeah, that would be different. But I'm sure you have a have an operator who's driving it who knows how to not do that. Maybe you're strapped in, I don't know. You know? I was in
1: the desert two weeks ago and it was, Who are you? Huh? Who are you? I am. You are. I am. You're Byron (laughs) Bowers. I'm that voice. I'm your conscience. Uh, I'm Byron Bowers. Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Claps. Yes. See, sometimes the studio can be unforgiving like that, where you you make a statement that should be met with all this stuff, and it doesn't happen because it's just us.
1: It's just us. It's just
2: us right now. Here on Live to Tape on the Fair Audio Network. This is Johnny Pemberton with guest Byron Bowers. We're here. It's live as it always is. Just letting it. Spool down to that digital tape machine in the other room with a person monitoring it carefully to make sure there's nothing bad that happens because if it does, they'll fix it with a filter or like just a massage, a general audio massage. If you want to send me instrumental music, I want it because I want to start singing, making little songs. Oh, over that'll this. be dope. Exactly. I and mean, we can do that later too. We're going to do it. His intro was so professional. I like it. That's that was. I, could get, I get so much more professional that. You have no idea. I can get I can get leagues more professional than that. I'm not even done yet. What I want to say is, if you want to email me music that you own or created or somehow have access to, not just you, Byron, but listeners, live, <laughs> live to tape. I feel like I can hear so much of my mouth right now. It's killing me. I feel like I'm like a fucking like what do you, I feel like I'm the sounds that get cut out. Everything I make is just.
1: Yeah, let me add to it Jesus. by drinking some game. Yeah, do that. Cover it up. some. some it, it, it. I can't tell
2: you. Some ride. Live to Tape Podcast at gmail.com. That's L I V E T O T A P E Podcast. P O D C A S T. That's how you spell those words at Gmail. Wow. It's a really good podcast email address. It's super creative and interesting and easy to remember. You got that first? I got it first. How did I get Live to Tape Podcast first? I do not know. Don't ask me, but I got that. So, send me. you can send anything you want there. Uh, preferably instrumental songs that are under 10 minutes and over 10 seconds. Probably over 20 seconds, actually. <laughs> also, get your ass out to iTunes
0: using—I'm <laughs> not going to tell you. What you got to do is you got to get on out on iTunes, okay? And you got to go on there and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. That's
1: right, brother. You rape
0: and you, review. You rape it, you and review, review it, it. it, and you re- subs- subscribe it.
1: Where's a yelp for that? That is rape Yelp. And uh,
0: it's it's its own goddamn Yelp. Okay, create It's its own thing. It's a yap. It's a yap. Okay, so you rate, you review, and you subscribe, and then you email if you choose to interact to get a further type of, of experience with this product. That I'm giving to you for fucking free. This is a free product. I mean, nothing's free actually. Nothing's actually free, but this is free. Ostensibly in the capitalist so capital society we currently live in, this is a, quote unquote, free product. But it's not free because anything you listen to, you gather enjoyment from, and you're getting it for free, you're going to pay that person back down the line, whether it be through a merchandise purchase that will soon to be available. A on ticket, that site? A t- on that site, a ticket purchase, all this available on Fair Audio. Also- get your ass off the couch and get back onto a different couch and shop on Amazon.com using our beautiful Amazon.com portal. What you do is you buy what you need on there and we get a little cut of it because that's how it works. It's called
3: Amazon.com. Go to feralaudio.com and click on any sort of Amazon-looking
0: thing you can find and you just shop to your freak at the Spooky Boutique.
1: And it's a lot of weird stuff on Amazon. There's everything. really Amazing. Amazing. That's what I thought it was in the first song. Me too. Amazing. I thought
2: it was like, oh, we can't get amazing, so we're going to call it Amazon.
1: Because that's going to be extinct soon.
2: Amazon Rainforest is going to be ripped up, made into
1: coffee tables. Oh, man, that'll be dope. Mm-hmm.
2: The last coffee table from the Amazon. Get it here at this shitty place in Silver Lake. Man, this is a dope coffee table. Can I put my feet on it? <laughs> Go ahead. It's made of mahogany or it's also made of some other wood. It's no longer available because the, the way things are. Oh, look at this. It's got blood stains on it. it yeah, came from not, the protesters. That's not blood. <laughs> no, it's something else. I forgot what they told me it is, but it's not blood. It's definitely oh, okay. something else. It's, it's guilt-free. It says, see right there? See that little stamp? Yeah, that's weird. We got to put guilt-free stamps uh-huh.
1: on stuff now.
2: <laughs> yeah, like
1: everything has to have a thing that basically tells you. Even meat like, is like, hey, this meat is meat. We know it's meat, and we apologize for that. <laughs> but this meat was happy when it passed.
2: Yeah, what a fucking joke! It's so great. I mean, it really is everywhere now. Every every fucking thing in the world has a has some sort of a an opt out, so you can just.
1: So you can feel good about it. This is a vegetable, but not just any vegetable. <laughs> this vegetable is organic.
2: Oh yeah, this was this vegetable was treated correctly.
1: Yeah, no GMOs and no homo. No, it's a vegetable. no homo
2: vegetable. It's, it's a not. It's been. A, it's been a heterozygous, fully heterozygous. Sounds like a broccoli of a
1: broccoli strand.
2: Heterozygous. I can't remember what heterozygous means. It has to do with something
1: with genes. Like, like real tight geno- tight genes. Uh no, like 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 that ex- transsexuals wear that Yeah. They look like a camel toe, but when you zip it down It's uh, a dick elephant trunk balls. elephant trunk come out. That is a thing. We right? gotta use animals when we talk about transgender people. You do why? I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> Somebody's gonna call in. You know what I mean? Someone's someone's gonna call in. I would
2: love for someone to be offended. That'd be great. If you send all your uh, offensive uh, emails and complaints to uh, I'm trying to think of a name. Byron of
1: at byronbowerslive.com.
2: There you go. Byron at byronbowerslive.com. Go ahead and uh, just channel your rage in that
1: direction. I answer channel. all offensive emails. Do you get a,
2: Cause you're you're a comedian. Uh, you, we met years ago when we I mean I try to think when we first met, man. It was a while ago. Probably when you had no facial hair. And now I do.
1: And, and I was I have, like, who
2: now, is this chick? Now I have some. Now Did you really think I was a chick? At I first? didn't know
1: what was going on, man, and I still don't know. And that's the beauty of it. You well, be, I'll tell you. What do you want to know? You were pale, and you had no still, hair on your body at all. I had a that hair, Byron. And, and don't know then how, you, how can you possibly say come that. come to find out you was a grown man?
2: Yeah, I was a grown man. I definitely had hair on my body. Hair on my head. I'm like, look at
1: this chick. She's a hunter. <laughs> she always wears camouflage. <laughs> yeah, camouflage iPhone cases, <laughs> camouflage jacket, right? And it's like, it's like if Elmer Fudd had a, a <laughs> raised a daughter. Oh my god! It would be <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like
2: that's the worst, best thing I've ever heard about myself. I must start saying that. That's how I describe myself.
1: Well, because the thing was not Elma, not like because. The style was all hunter, like right. the style is straight outdoors. Yeah, it was the real deal. And I, I like olive green. And mm-hmm. You wore a lot of olive green. I love olive and, green and winter, I like winter pattern, so, mm-hmm. um, that's where I got that from. You know, and Elvin Fudd had this dope hat that he would wear. He did. Had that little hat, that
2: little cap, it was like orange or something or red. Yeah. Had a little bill. It was like a puffy hat. And when
1: he took his hat off, he was a pale dude. He was with no hair.
2: Right. <laughs> I am a pale dude, but I do have. <laughs> I have a, a good enough, I'm out of hair. Yeah.
1: It's not thick. It's not thick. It's not bad. It's not bad when you see no. it, but you wore hats and you had nothing on your face. You right. Had no hair on your face. Yeah, so I could look like a woman, I know. Um, but, you know, I digress. You know what I mean? And well, it depends on what, na- you kind of still do, Depends on what what type of woman you run into. Yeah. Because there's some woman out there that could match you stash for stash. That's true. Actually, I feel like the uh,
2: that woman who was in that band, La Tigre. Uh, it's like this alternative band from the '90s. It's three women, and one. I'm of them, nodding, just in case
1: y'all don't hear. Yeah,
2: he's nodding. One of them had a mustache. I can't remember her name, but she had a mustache, uh, and it was pretty significant. And it was,
1: it was cool. It was like the hippest she was the the thing. And when you talented, you could get away with certain things. Yes, she had a mustache. Prince wore high heel shoes. That's true. Nobody said nothing for some reason.
2: There is definitely a difference between her and Prince in terms of talent. It is, but,
1: you know, depends on who
2: you're playing to. It's kind of like you can smoke on stage. That's true. If it's part of the act and you really want to commit to saying, this is part of my act, you can smoke a cigarette on
1: stage. I work with this comic who smokes on stage. His name is Dave Chappelle. Yep. And every time he goes in somewhere, he lights a cigarette. But Dave...
2: I feel like Dave could uh Dave has some, some cachet, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, 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 he does. He does. You know what's interesting though? He he's himself. It's a few comics I admire that that's not even maybe as big as Dave Chappelle. Right. But they themselves in mm-hmm. any room they walk in into. And I feel I'm the same way. Like some comics tailor their act depending on where the, the room. Yeah. It's a weird thing. And what comics like me do is like figure out how can I Make these tell people... this dick joke in this police lodge right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: I've seen you do some of the my favorite stand up performances ever, and part of that reason was why I like them so much is because I would see you just doing that, what you're talking about, being really completely unreserved. Like, an, we were in that festival in Oklahoma, seeing all these like these white folks, like these older, definitely conservative white people yeah. who were totally down. With some, you were saying like talking about some crazy shit, like some crazy sexual shit, and I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was so funny because you were crushing. They were just they were loving it because, well, I don't know. I mean, because you're hilarious, but also you it's clearly you
1: you were not pandering. Well, yeah, it's definitely learning. I'm not. I started in rooms where they pandered, like ladies, y'all are so beautiful, or, give it up to the guys, and it's like, yeah. oh, come on. So the thing is to figure out or have confidence enough to not. You know, because I don't even pander in life. Like okay. when I walk into a party, I don't give a fuck who's at the party. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna find my corner and observe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So that's how I look at comedy. Like when I I know comedians that when they walk into a party, they try to be everybody friend. Oh, they also want to say who's. It's that thing where someone's trying to gauge
2: who's here. what's the status of different people who are there? Yeah. Who I need to talk to certain people and things like that. It's like a. It's just that classic case of trying to get ahead through socializing.
1: Yeah, but if you if you're not a part of any community, mm-hmm. if you're just a free spirit out here, right, then those things don't mean anything to you. Like you, a party, want to be a part of a group. Yeah. But then once you hang out with the group, you like I only can go so far. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like yeah, I'm only a nerd like ten percent. But when you do de- around real nerds and not not nerds like people you would think with glasses and who read comic books, mm-hmm. I mean people who are into whatever they're into. Weightlifting, cars, weightlifting, ham radio. Uh, ham. I don't even know what that is. It's but. the
2: it's the dorkiest thing that's ever existed and always will be.
1: But they are into it. That yeah. shit deep, and I'm just a little bit into it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like people think I'm a car guy, but I know car guys. They could tell you displacement of oh, yeah. every motor.
2: That's what I say about reggae too. So I know a shitload about reggae, but I don't really, because I know people who are, they don't have a life, because they know everything <laughs> there
1: is to know about reggae. But don't it all sound the same? Are you one of those people? No way, man, not at all. To me, it sounds the same. Well, I it's mean. It's like, boom, da-dip, boom, da-dip, it got that same little rhythm to it.
2: I guess so. I mean, I think a lot of times people, for whatever reason, end up not hearing stuff. The best example I can say is there's this, there's this uh, bunch of records by this guy, Phil Pratt, who was, stu- was an engineer in like, the late 60s, early 70s. He made a bunch of these Rocksteady recordings, and Rocksteady is like, technically kind of a different genre. It's before reggae, but you play it for people. I'm like, oh, what is this? I'm like, oh, this is this Jama- Jamaican music. I'm like, this isn't Jamaican. I'm like, yes, it is. It just doesn't sound like like something you're used to hearing, so you don't think it's what it is when it is that thing. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of reggae that just isn't heard, but the
1: popular shit sounds yeah, alike. just it does. like popular rap music sounded like the people, Mm-hmm. and rock might sound like to me. Yeah, I'm thinking rock was, it's to rock to me is new. Like my I had to like oh Limp Bizkit was my album. Are you serious? And Lincoln Park. And then you get around people, and they're like, "No, that's the tr- that was the trash."
2: Yeah, and that's I was a, like, I "Oh, was, I would make fun of you." It was a point in time and I would be like, "I wouldn't want to be friends with you if you like that shit."
1: Uh, ch- Red Hot Chili Peppers is yeah. what jumped it off for me. Really? When was this? This was a long time ago. And give it away, give it away, give it away. I was around. into that. that was I don't that know shit. why I said that shit three times, but that's how the hill went, you know. Yeah. And um, that kind of got me into like other things, mm-hmm. like because I missed the Beastie Boys.
2: Yeah, I almost missed them. But so you grew up in Atlanta, though.
1: Yeah, I grew up in Atlanta, and
2: Atlanta is basically where almost most hip hop is produced, right? Uh, it's like music now. City. Now, now it is, yeah. yeah.
1: But, it was a it was a, a ninety six, it was a, a East Coast West Coast beef going on, and Outkast has won a, a award. They did just win, and uh, they felt disrespected, so they just gave a speech like, "We just." Was this recently? This is ninety six. Okay, I don't. Which sorry. is recently That's to my I grandmother. Asked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she said they basically said the South has something to say, mm-hmm. and since then it's just been on with the South. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and different, and and the South is kind of reverting back to dance music. How we started, like it was all dance and. Party music, and right. then it went to like outcast and lyrical stuff.
2: What was it before? What What would be some examples of that music you're talking
1: about? Uh, like Kilo Ali. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he was a rapper a guy named Kilo, and uh, uh, he had a song called Cocaine. Okay. There's a white girl in town, name <laughs> is Cocaine. Get inside your brain. Make you go insane. This is from yeah. when this is that's like, like that's like that's like nineties, like early nineties, like late.
2: This is like after disco kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like er, zap. This, er, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. George Clinton. Yeah, way past mm-hmm. that. I wasn't even on that, um, but yeah, it was all you could tell by how fast it. It was just all strip club type because we broke our songs on the strip club because radio didn't play our music. Right. You know when you say R, what do you mean? Like southern music. Okay. Like, it was bluesy. It's bluesy. If you listen to the the, yeah. the the sounds of it, like the 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 production is still like a you could feel some of the tracks when they play. Mm-hmm. It's just a bluesy sound or a jazzy sound, right? And um and uh, yeah. just the 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 lyrics were simple. They would make fun of our lyrics. Who's that? No, like, just like the no people who own hip hop, like the, it was or like the, West Coast or just East generally Coast like and,
2: the the status quo.
1: Yeah, the status quo. Everybody. is just. Um, they said, like, you know, most hip hop use a lot of metaphors and yeah. stuff like that to describe things. And the South was just straight, yeah, I'm going to fuck your bitch tonight. You know, <laughs> it was just straight, like, we just Like we David doing. Banner? David Banner, which is, he's a more conscious rapper. Yeah. But take it, it to so. uh, Give me take, some examples. Uh, take it to, like, somebody like uh, 21 Savage. Don't even know that. Yeah, he's a he's a straight and he's back rapping slow now. Okay. Uh he say shit like, uh, I ain't with that diss song shit. I've been unshot a nigga. Whoa. Like that's a lyric of his.
2: What does he mean by that?
1: Like he's not gonna he's not gonna diss you on a record. He's gonna, he's shoot, gonna shoot you. Shoot, he's gonna come to your face and shoot you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh and that's the it's just straight in your face, like Like Pete Pablo? P D Pablo was more of a party, like rep okay. city. I just remember P D
2: Pablo, because I worked in a record store in Tallahassee, Florida for about maybe six, eight months or so. And I definitely, we sold a lot of tickets to yeah. hip-hop shows. And there's a there's a sizable black community in Tallahassee because of FAMU. True. And that's people would come in buying tickets for stuff that I was like, I don't know what this is. Look at but, early Florida music, like
1: Luke. Luke okay, was a big Luke, Yeah, Luke, okay.
2: Luke Damn, I haven't that heard sound. that in a long time. Yeah, Uncle Luke. Luke.
1: Luke, was Luke was was the guy who put the triple X labeling on records. Really of stuff he was saying. So does he, is he was Luke
2: associated with? Uh, what's the band? Two, Two Live we- Crew. Yeah, Two Live Crew. He's yeah. from Two Live Crew. Yeah, I remember Two Live Crew being a thing where my friend Matt Larusso had some Two Live Crew tapes, and it was like. Don't tell anyone I got these fucking yeah. tapes, man. I got these from my older brother. My mom doesn't know about them. They're in a locked... He had a locked drawer in his bedroom with a bunk bed. I had those fucking two, two live crew. Two live crews. That was a big deal. And it was I mean, so he, dirty.
1: I take that back. He didn't get the Triple X put on the record. That was uh, Fred Sanford. Who's that? Fred Sanford was this f- comedian.
2: Oh, you I mean from Sanford and Sons? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought you meant... Okay.
1: He got the advisory uh, sticker put on records. He did? Yeah. They would have shows, live shows, invite women up on stage. Mm-hmm. And there's footage of this online. And dudes would fuck the women. They'd invite dudes up on stage also. And they would fuck women on stage. Samford would do this. No, that's what Two Live Oh, Two Live Crew. Oh, two live crew. The local, yeah, because so they it were like, fucking... Oh, this is dope right I remember here.
2: that's the first time I probably ever saw an
1: ass was the cover on those records that had like a girl in a string. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a businessman now. He got money. He coached. Little league, but during that time he, he really coaches little league? Yeah, he coaches like he, he mentors kids.
0: That's but during funny. that
1: time, whoo man, he would tour, he would tour and show up with girls, with his own girls. Right. Yeah. You know, that's probably when pimping was a thing, you know. He was probably a pimp. Uh or something like it. Something like it. Like this guess there's some there's some gray area, right? I guess it's gray, But my agent could be a pimp. That's right. You know? They are pimps in a way. In a way? They get their percentage. They just don't dress us and make us yeah. look good. They let us do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, uh, the South had this foothold on a, on music for, like, a while. And then, like, when I get into rock, it's like, or when I hear, like, I tour with this band just to see what it was like. What band? Uh, a band called Tennis System. It's an L.A. band. They do what they call, what, post-punk rock That's so awesome to hear you say that that way. Because it's like, when I was doing
2: college radio, I probably said the word post punk, or post rock, maybe thirty times a day. It's like the word every pretty much most of the music that came to the radio station was post rock.
1: Well, I don't even the way you say. say I don't even know what the fuck going on. They told me (laughs) that the Beatles was the tip of the rock rock and roll, like, or the beginning when it really was. Not the Beatles, but uh, that's when they started to hit. Mm-hmm. But then, what's the band like? Um, name a band that's famous, because I don't. The know. Kinks. I don't know. The guys uh, with the long. Rolling hat. Stones. Yeah, the Rolling Stone, the Stones hit. That yeah. was that group. You know, that was like rock. We like we here, and that mm-hmm. was like a long time ago. And I was yeah. like, oh shit, I missed the boat on this thing.
2: Yeah, well, you probably you missed the boat, I guess. But you also know about all this other stuff because
1: of where you grew up and like the. the the stuff you heard growing up yeah but when you hear music like that it's like it's like I think I'd be like man white people had it good cause the music is mostly about partying and getting girls and then the music I grew up on was like they killing us man fuck we gotta kill them back and we gonna kill niggas fuck the police and fuck niggas and fuck the government you know like it was that type of and we was like yeah we feel this shit you know what I mean and now we gonna play it, and then we gonna go to the club and try to get some pussy. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Well, that's definitely not with the the rock music that I was growing up to. Yeah. Did not have
2: that content. Well, I wouldn't be even allowed to listen to that? My one of my friends' moms was like, "The Beastie Boys are the, they're very bad." And there that was just confusion between the Beach Boy. I remember one of my mom's mom and her friend they got confused about between the Beach Boys and the Beastie Boys.
1: That's easy. That's easy to me.
2: Like, how are, are you? Cause they were they were convinced that one of these groups was bad. And I thought I think about look back on this. How could my mom have possibly been so naive to music as to even think that that I mean, the fucking Beach Boys are so fucking famous. The Beach Boys Wait, is it the Beach Boys or the Beastie Boys which he shouldn't listen to? The I think it's the it's the Beastie Boy. Okay, so the the Beach Boys, really? No, the
1: Beastie Boys. <sighs> That 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 time they grew up in music was a lot of originality and Yeah. Artistry went into that those sounds. You know what I mean? Just to create those sounds. And I get a lot of sounds now from hearing a rap song I like and then getting the original song. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, just that and it'll be for like Just a second. be like a second. That you'll hear that one sound just for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they take that, they take a second of that and make that into three minutes, a beautiful, dope three minutes. That's
2: kind of how I got into hip-hop stuff, was the opposite way, because I was really into, like, all this R&B and, and uh, funk and soul stuff from, like, the 60s and 70s and 50s. And you listen to something, and then my, my friend would be playing me, playing me, like, a, a new hip-hop track or something, a rap track. I'm like, that's fucking Syl Johnson. Like, who? Like, that's... Who is this? Why is that guy talking over this old song?
1: Yeah, no, that ain't Seal Johnson. This is a yeah. uh, two live crew. He just exactly. put his dick in that lady's ass. You're <laughs> like, no, this is about, this song was about, it's a song I listened to and it literally says, uh, This chick has to lick my feet and, and let me lick my ass and kiss my feet. But it's over a jazz song uh, that's dope as hell.
2: What jazz song is it? You know what it is? Uh,
1: I had to look it up. But it's another song. Who's the,
2: who's the original? Who's the artist who's who's sampling it?
1: It's uh Rick Ross. Rick Ross. I love Rick Ross because he's a trapper. He t- talks about making money, selling drugs, but he's he's an elegant trapper. He collects figurines and 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 like fine uh, prints <laughs> and fabrics and stuff. So it's like an elegant one, trapper. Yeah, one verse he shoot a nigga, but the way he hit the gun was like oh, it was perfect, you know.
2: But this is all the see. This to me is, I don't know. I just think it's it's fascinating because clearly, like when you, this is stuff that's super normal to you. But to me, it's weird because I grew up listening to such, such such a conservative, white, boring place that all that stuff. Even now, it's like a kind of. It's amazing to me that it can be casual for someone, you know.
1: Do you listen to, uh, did
2: you grow up listening to country music? No, not at all. Not at all? I only recently started listening to country, like, in the past couple years, and I got really into, like, older country, but, so that's the thing is, I I wasn't, like, a hick or anything, I didn't like country music, I actually hated country music, I fucking actively hated all country (laughs) music until I was in college, like, fucking hated it, if you liked country, you were, like, a piece of shit, redneck, I did not like it. What happened in college? I don't know, I started, I guess I kind of liked older, like, folk country stuff, like, Maybe probably gonna do it through Johnny Cash, and then start listening to like. Should I play
1: you something right quick? Play it. This song right here is called "Prison Song," and it's Mm -hmm. about you know the the system uh, holding you down and and civil rights right here. Very Negro spiritual right vibe to it, right? Uh huh. Who's this? They talking about Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's a group. It's from the Selma Selma soundtrack, but I don't know the original name of the uh, the group. It's right? a new recording or old? This is 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 uh it's Selma is new. It's a movie that came out last oh, year. Yeah, I know. I realize but that. it might be an old recording. I don't know. Okay. But the reason I got it is because it was sampled by this person right here. So you take an old civil rights song about Martin, and you just start singing this over. Molly Molly Percocet. Who is this? Gang banging. You got drugs. Yeah. Money. Don't chase no bitches. It's uh, Future. It's called Mask Off.
2: Future? Mask
1: Off. And that's the beauty of hip hop. Like when my mom was in the car, Mm -hmm. she heard a song. Of a gospel lady singing mm-hmm. and then a dude just come on and like all I ever wanted was a bad bitch. And she was like, What? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> it's a different generation now. What was your what is your mom,
2: what was your mom like? What is um, she like?
1: My mom's like I guess you were close? Kinda. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But yeah, we were close. We were close and then like we became unclose mm-hmm. and then we became close again. Um but she was a she's a very uh, spiritual person, like in terms of like not just religious, but spiritual. No, relig- religious, but it's it's a it's a spirituality under religion. It's a thing to be religious, but then it's a different thing to be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like spiritual people, instincts are on a whole different level. Like their energy is a little different. They can right. sense stuff. They can feel ghosts in the room. Yeah, and all that. You know what I mean? They talk about death. They don't care how old you are. You know what I mean? whenever she
2: superstitious too?
1: Oh, uh, a little bit. But I think I was a blend of both too. Which okay. Which is weird because that don't even go together. Superstitious and religious? No, it don't. I think everybody. it does. Like Jesus, Jesus is supposed to take yeah. care of you. And he gave your life for your sins. Right. But Heard about this. If a cat, black cat cross your path, some bad shit going to happen. But that's just backup. It's like... 'cause
2: my mom's from the South, and she's really superstitious she made raise me all superstitious, and you think about when she grew up Catholic, just the same like really Catholic you know like yeah. Catholic in the south in the fifties kind of Catholic, so nuns hitting them and shit yeah so but they're all superstitious as all hell,
1: man, that's weird, it's weird, but um, I don't say it's weird, but it's just it's just two different beliefs that shouldn't. You know. Yeah, I see what
2: you're saying, because it's like a thing it, where it if, contradicts if, it. Yeah,
1: it contrad- if God's supposed to be this thing that protects you and all this, then you, you don't, don't need to worry about you don't have to, yeah,
2: breaking a mirror or bre- spilling breaking salt. Breaking a mirror,
1: because you always... Because God's got you. Yeah, taken care of. So, I don't know. But but you got to have a backup plan. She was a strong woman, though. She was a strong woman. You say was. She's still around? Yeah, she's still around. Okay. I don't know. I think, because, you know, when you get older, you see your parents' weaknesses. Yeah. And that's why I can say we were close and we wasn't close and then we back close again. Because I think it's a journey you go through and you'd be like, oh, you did that. That's why we was poor. And then you a poor adult. And you be like, I get it. <laughs> I get why you made these decisions. Did you grow up really poor? You would survive. I don't know if I grew up poor or not. It's one of those People I did. date told me I grew up poor.
2: Really? Why they say that?
1: Because I don't carry <laughs> money in my pocket. Like, if I got $5, I hold on to it. Okay. What do you mean? Hold on. You hide it away. I hide it away, or I try to. <laughs> I try not to spend it. You know what I mean. Where do you put it? I got a dollar. I got a dollar in my pocket right now. I right? found a dollar. I found a dollar three days ago. Mm-hmm. It's in my front pocket. So you're thrifty. And I said, since I, since the universe blessed me with this money, I'm gonna give it to a homeless person. Okay. But I haven't found the right homeless person that I want to give this dollar to. <laughs> so have you encountered some, but they just weren't the right. I just kind. don't feel like I'm like ah, you got on some shoes, yeah, you good, you know. So it's
2: just that one specific dollar.
1: It's the one specific dollar that I'm gonna give, but I'm uh, now I'm talking to myself into keeping it. Mm-hmm. Like you should, you deserve this dollar, but some people don't, you know. They it's have one dollar, one dollar, one dollar. But what? Are, how do you $1. keep it separate? Because I don't keep it in my pocket where I keep my wallet. Okay, so at the end of the day,
2: you take that. Do- <laughs> there it is. Can you put it up to the microphone so we can test so its authenticity? Story. Authenticity. And you
1: know I don't care about it because it's wrinkled. Yeah. So we're going to give that it's away wrinkled. at some point. When you poor, you used to iron money. You ain't never iron no money before, did you? I've never ironed money, no. Yeah, to keep it straight? No. Why would you do that?
2: So it look good when you pull it out.
1: Damn,
2: that's a thing. See, that's why I want to ask. That's, are you kidding me?
1: I didn't iron this, but... That looks like fresh from the bank. It's definitely fresh. It's definitely fresh money. I don't like fresh money because it sticks together, and you can lose. You can. You can lose a bill.
2: That's I happens. I learned that also at a record store. You get that fresh money from that fucking bank. You got to crinkle that you shit. You got to
1: get put some crinkles in it.
2: I wanted to hear that story that you told that one time recently about when you're on the basketball court with your dad, and you're waiting. Oh, for Oh, I him. just
1: did that for. Uh, I just taped that that story. Uh, you did. Yeah, I just oh. taped it like live, like live. Uh, but basically, the first day my dad smoked crack, and uh, not the first day, but the day I found out, and uh, I just went to go see him, right? He just... uh, How old were you? I was in... I was like just becoming... I just became a teenager. Like, I'm, I gotta be year two in my teens. So, like, 14? 14. Like, not okay. even... I ain't even curse. But you're like... I prayed every day. Really? Because prayers was simple. Yeah. Back then. When you were young, prayers are simple. You could say the, the routine... God is good. God is great. Thank you for the food we ate.
2: Well, that's if you're not. What what, what religion did you practice? Uh, Christianity, Baptist. Baptist. Okay. See, Catholics, we have. A, you can't just say that. You gotta say Our Father. You gotta say a Hail Mary. You gotta say Nicene Creed. You gotta say this long ass
1: shit. Well, our stuff was stock and it was short because we got sin in to do. You know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but. You know, when you become an adult, prayers get complicated. Yeah. You got pain. You're like, oh, God, no, not this again. You know, you start talking like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know God by this time. He puts you through some shit. And uh, so my dad, I haven't seen him in two years, and he wanted to hang out. And he lived in Athens, Georgia. I was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I was excited. He was in a mental institution. He just got out. Why? Because he's paranoid, schizophrenic. Okay. So um, that's
2: a whole other thing. That's a big deal.
1: Uh, I mean, it's not.
2: It's it's something. You know? It's something. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's not... definitely a. It's definitely a deal. It's definitely a big deal. Um,
2: because that's something that runs. That's a that can be a hereditary 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 thing.
1: Uh, it could be. Um but
2: you're probably past the age where you would. Yeah, I'm past it. the age.
1: Once I, I once I got past thirty five, that's when I started like experimenting with drugs. Really? Yeah. Not, not I until knew, then. I knew I could not be. Oh, you know,
2: you're at risk for developing. For yeah. Or oh, because... I knew I
1: wasn't going to. I knew I wasn't doing it for to, to mask anything. Yeah. So I mm. can't get addicted to it. Wow. I wasn't trying to mask any pain. Yeah. So I've done th- things one time and that was it. You know. You've done a lot of stuff. I know that much. No, I didn't know a lot. I don't think so. There's So much stuff out there.
2: John. Yeah, but uh, you done some I stuff.
1: A, I ain't did the coke yet. You have never done cocaine. And now I'm hearing I might be too old to do it. What do you mean too old? You don't recover. They say you don't recover. Who says that? That's a bunch of bullshit. You don't recover. You don't recover well. You don't
2: bounce back like. You oh, you used don't do. bounce back from anything when you get older, though. You don't bounce back from fucking going swimming too long. I've been drunk one time. You know what I mean? Are you serious? Yeah. Wait a second. I
1: didn't know that. I've been tipsy, but I never been. I, really? I was drunk this year for the first time, and it hit me later. I was drunk because I went. I was like, take me to McDonald's. I can't even drive. I've never been to the point where I couldn't drive. Wait, so what would you do? You just like sip on something socially just to I take I get like a shot or something or two or, or like once the drinks got strong, I would do one. But if the drinks were weak, like I'm read Siles and shit, mm-hmm. the shit I used to fuck with. Yeah. And it's then like, I'd have like three or four. But now I get like a tequila and I just sip. But this uh, night I had three like little shots of tequila and I sipped it the whole night. And uh and it just i did a show. And next thing I know, I was like, I need McDonald's fries. Where was this, in L.A.? In Atlanta. Atlanta. And we get down. You know, my homeboy driving. We driving. Like, my homeboy, they got some dope whips. I but, bet. So he let his wife drive the Z06 Corvette. Okay. And then he driving this rental Cor- Corolla. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just whipping this car. She never drove before. She just killed it. you know. <laughs> this car got like 600 horses in it. And uh, we get to the McDonald's. And uh, I get some fries and I drop them between the seat, Mm -hmm. and I'm eating fries, I'm between the seat of a rental car. Cause you're drunk. Cause I want the fries so bad. Then when we get to the house, I roll out of the car, I lift the seat up, push it forward, and continue to find and eat the rest of the fries. That's nasty. It is nasty. That's the first time you've ever been drunk. That's the nastiest thing I've done drunk.
0: But you said the nastiest thing I've done sober
1: was. Ate a booty hole, you know what I mean? Yeah. That but... just sounds funny. <laughs> Ate a booty hole. Well, you've done that more than once. I've definitely done that more. Than
2: yeah. Once. Okay. I know. I know that much.
1: Definitely done that more than once. If you learn anything from my set, I definitely
0: done. Just tension. Byron Bowers will eat. Byron will eat a booty. Byron, Byron will eat a booty hole. What is a booty hole? And it's the. Uh, ejection point on the digestive system for which waste leaves in a solid, possibly (laughs) semi-liquious manner. Uh, Ideally, you'd have the uh, waste leaving in a solid manner after having a nice sashimi dinner at a strip club. (laughs) It's coming out clean so Byron can go down there and investigate and get into that booty hole with his... uh, mouth area and uh, tantalize and stimulate and cause uh, uh, stimulations not in the booty hole but in the area near the booty hole that's just uh, adjacent to it. Uh, yeah, I'm a booty doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a, I am an ass doctor.
1: Ass doctor. You can't help but to get close to it if you ever ate vagina from the back. Yeah, you can't. Your it's, nose it's, it's Your nose is right in there. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, That's, that's a... probably why niggas got wide noses is to keep it from going in there. Oh, my God. And then, like, white people got <laughs> pointy noses because they like to get right in there. You know what I mean?
2: Do you think because white people like to get their nose and ass That's what taught
1: me how to do it. Oh, my God. I found out. I've been doing rim jobs the whole time. The white dude told me. He's you like, really? your tongue never really went deep into the ass? I was like, no. Wow. He was like, <laughs> you just doing rim jobs. Wow. And I was like, well, I guess I'm a rim job guy because, <laughs> uh, you There's so get, much I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't
2: want to get, I guess, deep in that asshole. Not too deep.
1: Not with just anybody. No. You know what I mean?
2: Not with anyone who's had anything but sashimi to
1: eat for the past three days. Well, when you do it, you don't... It's do It's better to do it before you know the person. Oh, because then you don't know what they've... They yeah. watch, Once you learn somebody's wash habits, you're like, Ugh, you na- Nigga, you nasty. That's what you say to yourself. I don't know if you call yourself that internally. But, I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, everybody instincts... Do that, like when they get somewhere dangerous, mm-hmm. they like, nigga, this is a bad neighborhood. Cause your instinct, your gut feeling, is not politically correct. No, it's not. They like say whatever the fuck it is, is racist or whatever it is it want to yeah. be, and then you just have to process that shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, and just hopefully you don't get put on some sort of a tranquilizer that makes you like say stuff without thinking about Man,
1: it. Man, I'd have done that when I went to the dentist. You had a what? Yeah, that's my fear. Like, that's why I never get too drunk or anything. Because you're I, scared. You
2: gonna, what, what are you scared? Because you just said a bunch of crazy shit already. What, what are you gonna say? There's so
1: much other shit there. Like what? Like how you plot on murdering people? And, yeah, but that's normal. Yeah, but well, you don't want all that to come out. And I guess other racist stuff you might have took deep. Because I think
2: about all kinds of dark shit all the time. But I think about, I feel like if you think about the bad stuff, it doesn't happen. Because you're like, if you think about, oh, what if that two year old fell into traffic right now? Then they probably won't because no, it just like, happens
1: the law of attraction you think that does <laughs> no, I don't know, I've blurted some shit out before I was talking to this guy i'm I just met this dude, yeah, and um uh, we was doing something with the names. what do you mean names like we was we was going over names like, hey, your name means this, right and uh and I was like, yeah, my first name is European it's Byron, and uh I was like, I got a Spanish I got a Latin last name mm-hmm. And he was like for real I was like, yeah, I got a Mexican last name. He's like, I'm Mexican. He's like, what's your last name? And I was like, Whitbeck. That's your real last name? And he, his face was like, what the fuck? Your last name is Whitbeck? And that's what I told him, and I started laughing. And I was like, oh, that's a fucked up joke. I could tell it was a fucked up oh, joke. Oh, I just got the joke. I just got the joke. Yeah, because everybody around me face was like, oh, shit. He was oh. like, oh, shit. And I'm laughing. I'm like, man, that's a joke. It was a fucked up joke, but it was a joke. Because you guys just met. And then, yeah, he just started to laugh it off, and then he laughed more. And I was like, he was like, that's highly offensive. (laughs) And I was like, how is it offensive? And I was like, okay, maybe it could be. Mm -hmm. But Wetback is really a Jewish last name. And then he was like, what? I was trying to dig myself out of a hole now. uh I was like, yeah, it's Jewish, you know. It could be. If you spell it differently, probably. So uh, I do shit like that, sober. So I don't want to go <laughs> and say stuff. Say the shit that I don't.
2: Oh, see, I guess in terms of law of attraction, though, is I think it's a thing where I'm not thinking about that constantly. It's just something where if a dark thought passes through your head, it's not. It's acting on things that are dark or or nefarious. That makes it's, that's the that's the prime difference, right?
1: I agree. I think so, man. Like I say that with the N word. I don't give a fuck what you kind of say. It's the it's the what you say behind it. Yeah, like, like you can't say you can't say nigga, but then cops are killing niggas, like they killing niggas, like mm-hmm. so I don't give a fuck what you say, it's the action, right? Cause exactly. They can change that to tomatoes. Or look that's, at them tomatoes. Well, over that's there.
2: that fuck That's that thing that people always. Oh, that person's an asshole. That person's this. Like, well, you know what? They're they're not a murderer. They haven't killed anybody. They're just someone who you don't like because of the stuff they say. So really, when it comes down to it. They're pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's how I look at They're it.
2: They're not a warlord. They're not like stealing from uh, poor people. Well, maybe maybe they are stealing from poor people, probably actually. But in terms of like people, people get. I some think of the about, criminals uh,
1: I know are some of the best people yeah. that I met in terms of things like integrity. What kind of criminals? Uh, I'm thinking about getting into crime. That's why I'm asking. You know? I'm just curious. One, uh, well, I say like maybe drugs. Mm-hmm. Or i feel like drugs are not. Hate. People erasers. <laughs> really, you know
2: people who do that kind I've of. I've met thing.
1: people that has done that, but well, you how have don't you know? met people about that? Like from from where? You, where well, you, you can't grew tell. They like the nicest. They I'm n- sure.
2: I'm sure they're fucking super nice. That's nice. why I'm so curious about
1: it. Nice but family
2: it, people. Is this like in Atlanta, or is this out here?
1: This is uh This is in Atlanta, but they everywhere.
2: But the people you've met, particularly. Yeah. So is this when how long have you lived in Los Angeles?
1: Like 9 years I think. But you oh, spent a
2: lot of time going you spent lot. you go home quite, quite a bit, you say or no? No, nah,
1: I stay here now. This is my home. It's your home, but yeah. you have you still have you're still pretty friendly with a lot of people in Atlanta, right? For the most part. Some people say no. This is a very confusing question. It all depends on who you ask. I guess what I mean is is you still have a foothold there. I would think no, nah, no. Nah. No, not at all. No. Nah. When I go back, it's like when I go back to Atlanta. It's like moving from a small town to Atlanta all over again. Okay, like nigga, why your pants so little? Really, because it's such a, it's a different type. world. It's different, yeah. Like anytime you move out of a neighborhood or a community like that, like those certain communities, the the lingo changes every two to three years, right? You know, like well, the hood gets software updates. What was the What was the community you lived in there? What was what kind of community I, was it? I was on the cusp of like. Uh, and it's fun. I just took my girl home to see where I came from. But mm-hmm. on one end, you got a place where people like Donna Glover from, very like middle class black. Okay. Then on the other end, you got blue collar and poor. Like we about to go rob some niggas. Right. Environment like straight. It's a big city. Mode. It's a fucking big city. And uh, I was in the middle of that. So between those two worlds. Yeah, between those two those two worlds. Was you know?
2: one of the worlds you sort of grew up in and one's the one you kind of
1: grew into or vice versa? It was both cuz this is what happened like I grew I I grew up in these apartments. You know what I mean? You get bullied and stuff. And then you get you get sent you, to a different class. What do you mean you got bullied and stuff? You get bullied, you're not from there. You not you walk around by yourself, but you say you grew up in these apartments, though. Yeah, the apartment homes. You right. Know okay. I mean? uh, maybe three hundred units or something. Okay, but you say, but you say you're not from there, though. But you did grow up there. I grew up there, like I mean, I, I moved into this situation, you know. Oh, so what? How I, I grew. Old I, you, I, I was think? born
2: in a small town.
1: Okay, so that's what I'm getting at. Cause yeah,
2: I'm asking all this stuff because
1: I was well, born. I grew Athens, up in Georgia. Right. Moved to Atlanta. How old were you when like, you moved to Atlanta? Like six. Okay, so, so you were I lived with my dad. First, mm-hmm. by by me and my father. Then I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Then I got sent back to Athens. How old were you when you got sent back to Athens? I think I was like seven or eight. Okay. Because uh some situation with the state. You got, okay, like a custody thing. Yeah, the state was like, uh, my mother was going through hard times. Okay. And it was either let us go stay somewhere mm-hmm. or lose your kids type shit. Man. So we did that. And then, me and my sister, then we went back, you know, to Atlanta. With your mom? With my mom. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister got two separate fathers, so. Okay. We are beginning, foundation is a little different. she know. older or younger? She's younger. So you kind of, I see. She's you. married. She grew up in a more stable, and we separated place. Right. And I went to a more. Chaotic. I'm from a, I'm from a hypersexual place, like. A single man in his 30s who made money. Mm -hmm. Who drove coupes. Drove coupes. Yeah. And I was (laughs) like, that's such a funny distinction, man. It's similar to my life, like before I got in my relationship. Yeah. I drove, I only drove, I got my first day, I only drove two doors.
2: What is that? Because what, you say that, it's like, it's like, I know the distinction. A coupe is a two door car, stands a four door. But obviously, when you say that, it means
1: more than just. It's a sporty, it's fast. It's a faster, it's a
2: faster car. It means you're. You're fucking
1: single, kind of, right? You see, <laughs> yeah, you out here, like, only got room for one. <laughs> no no friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just looking for some trim to take on. Well, we about to go and have fun. It's a fun car.
2: A coupe. I don't like coupes. I've Sport ever, coupes are bottom. fun.
1: Like, I don't
2: like two-door cars, man. I don't like You know drive.
1: Why. You drive. We just drive differently.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We corner different. The car, our cars hug the corner. Like, we don't break. <laughs> you know what I mean? We hitting corners hard. Mm-hmm. We 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 moving we move we moving in and out of uh traffic, you know what I mean? We going we going to go at you. If you in front of us, <laughs> get the fuck out the way. You know. You're talking about the coupe culture. Yeah. This is the
2: culture of coupe drivers. It's, it's, it's Jesus Christ. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's the cars got curves on. They built like women, you know what I mean? They got hips on them. Mm-hmm. They sit low in the back, they high in the front. <laughs> you know. I mean you it's just like you feel everything in the road, suspension different. Mm-hmm. You feel every bump, everything in the road. You feel.
2: That's why that four door Porsche is a bunch of bullshit.
1: Well, I mean the port that four door Porsche is a beast. The Panamera. Yeah, I say it's no good. I drove it. It's a. It's kind of a beast. Well, I don't have. I don't have much of an informed opinion. I just think it's. I had an old Porsche nine four four, and I had to learn some things in that car. Like what? First rear wheel drive. Sports car. I put van tires on it because it was so old. I'm like, this right. car only got 150 miles an hour. What do I need sports tires for? Mm-hmm. Why well, I need to pay $200 a tire and I can get these $60 van tires? And then when I got on the freeway and hit the brakes, the car would slide. Oh shit! But luckily, I would brake so far ahead of time mm-hmm. that I didn't hit the car in front of me. But I would literally slide to a comfortable distance to the car in front of me, and everybody on the freeway would look, and then I would look nervous, like, oh shit. Cause it had automatic braking. It didn't um, have. I mean, it didn't. Ha- it had manual braking, which means however hard you press the brakes, that's how hard the brakes. That's are how pressed. hard the brakes gonna go. So if you press it hard, it's gonna lock up everything. So, like a woman. Yeah, like a woman. Much like a woman. <laughs> and but you become one with the car. You become in mm-hmm. tune with your vehicle. I'm not an A or B driver. I don't get a car that can go from A to B. Driving should be an experience. When you get to where you're going, your heart should be beating fast. Like I made it.
2: You sound like uh, someone who should be um, selling me a car. I would buy that car based upon that description for sure. It's an extension of you, like
1: how they say your car is extension, like guys use it as their penis. Yeah. I understand that. Because mm-hmm. without my car, I'd be sick. <laughs> what do you mean, I'd be, you'd be sick. sick. Like I wear the same shit every day. I don't shower. Like I'd be let my own cut my hair. Like life is out of order. That's how much I like a vehicle, mm-hmm. which is a thing, it's an issue. What do you mean? I don't understand. You don't shower if you have a car? Like, if I don't have my car, like, my car breaks down, Yeah, I got, my life is out of order. Oh, so you- It's like having your wings clipped to me. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, I got to get this shit, I'm not going to leave the house- Until it's fixed. Until I get my shit back on track.
2: Because it's like, I see what you're saying.
1: I don't know if it's in a weird way, but I grew up without a car well, in so the house. Can we go back to that? Because you're talking about how you moved back to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I moved back to Atlanta, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we moved into these apartments. hmm And then life started, life happens. It got real. You know what I mean? Uh, So I moved into one apartment. I met some friends. Mm -hmm. And then I moved into some other apartments that apparently my old apartments were beefing with. So I would get How old were you at this point? I'm like, it's got to be fourth, fifth grade. That's too much to deal with at that age. There's a lot to deal with. That's not good. And my mom had a stroke. You know what I mean? And my sister ended up feeding her soup or some shit. She's Damn. slobbering on herself, and uh, and I'm always an outdoor adventurous person. So I'm just mm-hmm. out there getting in the. I'm skateboarding at this time. Right. I'm doing shit niggas ain't even doing. And I'm I'm biking. I'm BMX biking because mm-hmm. I still got like those country roots in me. When you just go to the woods, you go in the woods and play. Yeah. Like I would find like a creek behind the apartments, and I would dumpster dive. And these big the dumpsters are huge back then. And you get in these dumpsters and you open them up. And Find cool shit. You just jump in and make a clubhouse out of it, you know. Uh, so, and then I tested out of my class. And I went from being in like an a, all-black class to like a class with just five black people in it. And then it got even more weird, real. Really? Because we would pass each other in the hall and they would just mush your head. You know what I mean? Who were these other people? Other... The people that I grew up with.
2: Okay. Cause when they push your head, they would hit you.
1: Yeah, they would just take your head and just push it against
2: something. Why is that? Cause it's like you're. Cause not... it's fun. But they would do that to you because it's fun. It's fun, yeah. I didn't know how fun it was until I became like sixteen, seventeen. Oh, to have like sort of power. Yeah. So you were just sort of uh you were getting
1: a you're getting bullied. I'm getting bullied everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm the child. I'm the I'm the child. I'm the I'm the male of the family. Me and my mom and sister. I'm the dark-skinned one. My sister's light-skinned. Mm-hmm. She was the pretty one like when we showed up places. Like, oh, look at your daughter. She's so pretty. Who this nigga? You know what I mean? <laughs> Self-esteem, gone. Uh, or is on his way out. Yeah. So uh, going through that, going to junior high, which I was, a, now I'm in an upper-middle-class white area. Okay. So the bullying changed from being bullied or treated bad. By people of your own skin color to the introduction of getting treated differently by people that don't look like you. So you mean, like, treated poorly? Treated poorly, yeah. Like, I was spat at. Jesus Christ. Only once, though. You know what I mean? That's
2: crazy. Even once, I also
1: was whipped in school, which people said it didn't happen to them. What do you mean, got whipped in school? Like, the principal would whoop me in elementary school if I got in trouble. Was he black or white? He was black. Okay, my grandma told him if he'd get in trouble, whoop him, whoop his ass. But that's not weird. Is that, is, that not, is that a weird thing or no? People say you not you weren't supposed to do that, but I would have to bend over this leather chair in this office with people, the rivets in it. <laughs> people say you're not supposed to do that, but who's saying that? Like other people?: Yeah, people like who who uh, who went to school during the same time went to school at the same school. Yeah, just in general, yeah, they cut that shit out. They said people, yeah, like generations before, they used to do that. Yeah, that's an
2: old school thing. Yeah, I definitely did not have that.
1: Yeah, like on. facing a chair, facing a leather chair with the rivets in it, like an office chair, spanked by. How old were you when that happened? This is like, this is like a third grade. Yeah, that's young shit. And uh, you would uh, they would have a paddle, like a paddle mm-hmm. that the fraternities use. Right, wooden paddle. Yeah, wooden paddle, like a... With holes drilled like in, like some shit that they cut. <laughs> Meat on, you know what I mean? It was yeah. thick, like an inch thick, and you would bend over and look at this chair, and then they would hit you. Chow. You know what you did? I don't know what I did. What you did to apparently, that? apparently, my my grandmother still talks to the teacher, and she said the teacher said she would have to walk out of the class mm-hmm. to not laugh at the shit I said. Oh, so you are being funny. I don't know if I was being funny or not. I bet you were. I don't know. You well, know? What was she? But, I, at, I, but then? when you when you hang out with grandparents. And you and you in that age, or you five and you've seen sex, people have sex. You seen you saw sex at that age. Yeah, young, yeah. What and do you mean? How'd you see it? Cause my dad was oh, cause dad your dad, a started... bunch of women, you know. what So mean? he was, he didn't try to shield you from it or anything. No, nah, he's like, I didn't want you to be gay, so I just want you to. Jeez, show man. You, you know, he put my mir- my my uh, bedroom was next to his, mm-hmm. and outside he would put a it was a mirror, where I could just look out and see. in this that's. That's like I say. I guess it seems fucked up. It do, but it paid. paid out. What do you mean? Cause I fucked my babysitter when I was ten. So well, how old was your babysitter? Probably like thirteen or fifteen. Okay. She felt like she was fourteen. No, I was playing. But
2: <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It felt like <laughs> those things where it's like you could say that you Who said it.
1: I'm oh, just looking at that people now. I'm oh, sorry, y'all can't see what I see, but uh, that's funny. I can't believe I said it, but there are people. That's here. how my act is. It's just a bunch of oh bunch yeah. Of shit out. Your act uh, is
2: by far. There's, there's there are no holds barred, which is but, great. About uh,
1: it. I love it. But yeah, I've been I've been thrown in all these situations, but that's why I don't have a community or nothing now. It's just all this moving around and bouncing mm-hmm. around. You know what I mean? So, but do you feel like this that, is that part of the reason why you feel like stand up is such a it's an attractive
2: place to be because of the That's like a, it rewards that as opposed to the opposite.
1: Well, when I would say this stuff in class or Mm -hmm. at at a job, it's too, you would get in trouble for it. Yeah, because you can't say that shit. I don't know why you can't say it, but I say it and people shy away from it. But I'm like, nigga, you was there, you know. It's because you got to keep it up. You got to keep up. So you got to be civil. You, you got to be... We tried really... to run a train on that girl and she didn't fuck me and we just sat there naked trying to get her to... <laughs> I
0: don't know what the fuck you talking about. What?
1: You was there. What job would you say that at?
0: Whatever. It's, it's just something... You say so, this just so, any kind of job you'd say any that. Any
1: job. You know what I mean? But I didn't have... I always thought... I don't know. I never really was a good employee. employee. Mm-hmm. But I realized, man, certain things you got to be... You got to see. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you... Like my mom did hair in the kid, in her kitchen. Okay. So at work, you people talk at a salon oh, or people at a barbershop. Talk, people, people talk. Yeah. People. And I feel like half the time you go is
2: just to the, for that reason, so you can just kind of like unload or shoot the shit or and whatever. And you hang around
1: old people, mm-hmm. you gonna say some shit. They say whatever they want to say. And Then you hang around with people at a beauty shop, and they hear you hear people talk about men in the most primal way to make us look like whatever the fuck. And then you around. You know, your dad, your dad got who's... all these women. Your point of view, like, is going to be, like, different. Yeah, it sounds like... I mean, that's basically... Like, I ain't even dating in high school. I didn't trust men or women. You, you know didn't I mean? date in high school? No, nah, not really. Because you didn't... I went watching. on one date. I went on one... I remember going on one date, mm-hmm. and my mom gave me some money to go on a date. I think she gave me $20 or some shit. That's a lot. And... That's, listeners, that's a lot of money. Just uh let you know... I never had... And I'm driving at this time, so it ain't a lot of... My sister went out and got a job young. I went on this date. I cut the date short just to pocket the money. Wow. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I either could spend this money tonight... Right. ...or I could keep 75% of this money, spend $5, go see a matinee, and keep this money and just have it. And maybe get extra pizza this week at school because I had free lunch. Then maybe pay a dollar... Mm-hmm. That's how I was thinking. Like I could get a, put an extra dollar on that free lunch, and I can get like fifteen extra pieces, fifteen days. So you still do that? You still do all this sort of like,
2: it's like you're like, a, like you're an entre- a personal entrepreneur of yourself.
1: Not really. I don't know, man. I'm getting better at it. Getting better at what? It, I'm getting it's, better at it's, it. It's letting it loose. Letting it loose, but you know, you when you grow up like that, you uh, you do things kind of wrong. You are in survival mode. So you never learn how to do things the right way. Your hustle is backwards.
2: What do you mean it's backwards?
1: Like you always hustle to get something free versus hustlers I know who hustle to Mm -hmm. get money and then buy whatever the fuck they want to. Okay. That's, That's a
2: different mentality. Yeah. Hustle to get something free versus hustling to get money to buy whatever the fuck you want to.
1: Yeah. That is kind of backwards. I didn't think about that. And that's yeah. I was the I was the other way. You know what I mean? And then like, you just better just get to a point. Like yeah, I just want it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I'm gonna buy it. You know, versus pulling out your calculator and counting milliliters. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah. shit I do. Yeah. Like how many milliliters? If I get this one, this one is bigger milliliters, but they want four dollars. And then this one is a small amount, but they want. I still do that at the store 50. all the goddamn time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Should I stop doing that? I don't know. Some people don't care. They rather not waste time. Like my girl, that's she don't waste time on that. All the, I, all the hustlers is like, let's let's just get this and just worry about hustling and making so you, money.
2: So you make the money, so you don't have to be discriminating about stuff.
1: Yeah. But I feel like can't you do both?
2: Um, can't you hustle and also be uh, not be slightly frugal? Like, oh, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna save five dollars by just spending an extra second realizing, oh, this is more expensive because of the label.
1: An extra second is cool, but when you try to mail it, if it's five dollars cheaper and you get it on eBay, and then they mail it to your house, it's gonna take a week, right? Then that's when it's like, okay, I'm being a little ridiculous. See you know gotta I
2: mean? you gotta hustle harder to get more money, as opposed to being more thrifty,
1: or however you do it,
2: you know. I think this is a good takeaway. I'm liking this already. This is a good takeaway. Because I feel like I've done that myself recently is because it's like, you know, things always change. Like, you're some things. sometimes you're fucking, you got tons of money coming in. But if you don't, if you go from having a lot of money coming in to not having as much money coming in, then you start being like, oh, how can I save money? When that's really really should be like, oh, how can I make more?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what the hustlers do. They don't care. They they don't want to change their lifestyle. But I, I was the one who saved money. So right. when I didn't work for two years, I still had money. Now I might have owed taxes and shit. Yeah. But who gives a fuck? Black <laughs> people die early. <laughs> they shoot niggas on T V. So, you know. Uh those are the things I think about. You know yeah. what I mean? So I still then, want
2: to hear the story though. The one that we started talking about a long time ago, the one about how first time you
1: saw your dad. It's not Well, I didn't see him, but all right, what were we on that story? Tell about you were like fourteen. I was fourteen. I went to Athens, right? And my dad he made plans. He made plans. He's Athens like, is a little town. Yes, yeah, a smaller town. Athens is where a lot of indie bands come yeah, from. Yeah, like R. E. M. and B fifty two. Yeah. Um uh, and uh <laughs> it was a thing of like, all right, we finna spend some time together. And uh he made plans, like mm-hmm. like a man made plans. It's very simple. We're gonna go eat and go to the movies, and then you know, if you go to sleep and go get me some. Medicine. You know what I mean? Get some Start talking wingdings. i go get me some. Medicine. That meant he's gonna find a chick to sleep with.
2: But what's the word? It sounds like you're saying incense.
1: No, pussy, pussy. Oh, okay. They know grown ups talk under their yes. breath. They wipe their mouth and shit. they <laughs> talk. When they talk when they don't want the kids to hear. So yeah. he put he, he gave me thirty dollars. And I was like, oh What shit. year is this, you think? Uh oh no. I do not remember the year. It's like nineties. It's in the nineties. Okay. And uh Chris Cornell was alive. And uh I remember that time, like, oh shit, there's a lot of paper. Two bills, a 20 and a 10. Damn. And then this guy come down the street, and he's like, hey, man, basically, like, run me up the street. And my dad was like, nah, man, I'm with my son today. And he's like, come on, What do you man. mean, run me up the street? What's that mean? That means you run him somewhere. You know what I mean? Like give him a ride? Yeah, give him a ride. Run that's me. how,
2: you know, I, that's how white, I, I don't understand a lot. You I'm don't understand that, what run I'm me up the super, street? No. Oh. I really don't. You know, I didn't know any black people until I was, like, about maybe 15. I didn't, I never, I didn't, had never met a black person.
1: I could believe that. Isn't that this weird? Is the South, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but when you're born in Athens, you beat white people that There's white people there. It's, a, people it's there. A, like a hippie, kind of like a hippie town. Yeah.
2: It's a university.
1: And uh, so run them up the your street. Your grandparents are the help, like the movie The Help. Yeah. For the white people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so we he the dude hop in the car. We go up the street, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing some projects, and I'm like niggas, that's the projects. Oh, we about to go to the motherfucking projects? And so, what did you think about the project this time? I didn't I like the project. So, like someplace you would not want to go to. You're told, yeah, the to, project to got a go there? project's got a feeling to them. Very, yeah. a very tense feeling come over you of like, of like a, a deer when it hears something. Okay. You really like, like on high alert.
2: Is it just because it's like an environment where things
1: are just they're ratcheted up? It ain't. It's it's an environment you shouldn't be at if you're not invited. Okay. If you don't know nobody there. Yeah. I and it's, a, it's 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 like any it's like the South, like if we don't want people here, mm-hmm. don't be here. Right. You know what I mean? It's a it's a smaller version of that. You know? Uh and um and it was the projects that my young cousin got got killed in. Killed how? He drowned in the swimming pool. Which you think is he... weird that they put pools in the projects. Yeah. And I think that was a plot to kill niggas you know what i mean damn uh like all right most people here are gonna be uneducated mm-hmm. but for the ones that are fucking drown them in his pool. you know what i mean jesus uh so but we didn't go to the project we went to a house next to the projects and we go in It's a lady in there cooking you know crack well how did you know that at the time you could smell it you smell something you could smell something right like crack smells yeah. like foil does not smell like, like foil taste so she's not you say oh that doesn't smell like food yeah, it's definitely not food. Not food. Okay. It's definitely not food, and you're not you're not that naive to that situation. You know I would I mean? be if I was that age. I would be. I would probably be crying. Well, no, nah, at this point you already <laughs> been in the city. You don't been molested. It's it's young black man getting murdered and raped mm-hmm. by some serial killer. Like you bit be, you've been in the things now. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. So you're not. You you're been not getting innocent. beat up
1: every day. Like you not as you're not that whatever no more. This is just supposed to be your break away from that shit. Yeah. You know? And, You're uh, 14. Yeah. And this is a person I spent the first, like, six years of my life with. Right. You know, so. uh, And some instincts were like, just get out. Right. Because the lady was like, you want something too? And he was like, no, nah, this is my son. And I was like, oh, shit. How fucked up do I look as a kid that she think I'm one of them? Wow. So I just got the fuck out. But I saw basketball. The back door was open. Right. And I was like, I'm going to go to the projects and play basketball. He was like, yeah, 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 go do that. Like, it was his idea. Because your dad was buying crack? He was just there to drop a dude off. Oh, drop a dude off. Okay. So, but he doesn't even know this guy? He know this guy. Okay. This one, you're like, oh, they know each other. He's going to be here a while. Right. And um, I'm out there. I'm playing. As I, go, as I cross over into the projects, I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm walking into some dangerous territory. Like I can get my ass whooped from being here. Just being there. Being there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like I, I told you the apartment situation I had. Those apartments, they're not even the projects. And that's even got tension
2: and like there's there's beef. Yeah. So beef isn't listener, beef is an argument.
1: Apartments, <sighs> apartment complexes back then is like imagine somebody in your neighborhood shooting at somebody from your neighborhood. Yeah. From the other side of your street. You know what I mean? But it's a an apartment complex. So all y'all are still within the same gate. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I'm over there, and I'm nervous. Like, man, I got to look. Just, just remain calm and act like you belong here. And I shoot the ball, and I just miss. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. They going to know I'm not from here. And I'm just trying to shoot. Mind you, I failed at sports this whole time. Okay. My so whole life. Yeah, I was sucked at everything. And I'm out there and I'm just hitting, just hit the backboard this time. Boom. Boom. I'm out there for like 10 minutes or whatever. My dad come out. He grabbed the ball. He shoot it. Boom. Brick. And I'm like, damn, he don't know how to play ball either. But he didn't give a fuck about ball. He was just like, hey, man. He was like, you got you got $20 on you? And I was like, fuck. You know, like, you just gave me this 20 mm-hmm. Like, this is my money. He was like, I'm going to give it back. Give back to you, you know. And then, uh. I gave him a 20, man, which was tough to do. That shit was deep in my pocket. It was folded in real small pieces, like them last two pieces of toilet paper. <laughs> and uh, he took it. He left, and I'm out there like, man. Man, this day, like, it's not shaping up how I want to be. Like, I'm hungry. I'm getting hungry and all this shit. And then, like, he come out there again. And I was like, you got that 10? And I was like, what? Did you know why? I knew then, like, it was it's something just came over me, you know what I mean? I knew then like this is it. He's on it. He's on it. He like and I was like, no, nah, I ain't got the ten. And uh he's all right, he's all right. But he kinda was like mad. He kinda was like upset that I didn't give him the ten. Yeah. And then he went in the house and then uh I was like I was felt like the feeling of being embarrassed or like violated in a way or some shit. Mm-hmm. Came over me, and then I just saw his car just drive down the street. With you not in it? With me not in it. And I was like, oh, shit. This motherfucker just left me in the projects where my cousin just died. With this $10 in my pocket. You know what I mean? What time of day was this? It was, it was late, man. Like, by this time, I'm like, man, we might not even go to the movies. Right. Uh, I can't even really say what the fuck just happened. Right. This is another like incident that I can't even say what happened. You know what I mean? What do you mean you can't say? You just don't. Like, remember? I can't tell nobody where I'm at. I can't tell my mom. Oh, you can't tell anyone what happened. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I can't, it, can't tell my can't mom, mom talk about where I was because was already like, oh, I don't know if you should go down there and see him. And she's he right. He just got out the crazy house and all this shit. You know that I would have to hear. You know that I would tune out. Mm-hmm. So it was just one another one of those things, just watching drop. But then I realized, like man, I got to do something. Like I don't know what the fuck I got to do, cause like I already was separated from my mom by this time mm-hmm. for a little while. Then to have to see this shit, it was just like something just really came over me. Like this ain't, this is you you're cursed. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, like you cursed. Like you got to do something. You know what I mean? And uh. Yeah, man, that was that day. Like, it's still like a life changing day. But i but I cause I had to tell the story. I started thinking back, like, what happened as a result. Like, I know my grade. I was a, I was a advanced student with these, you know, this, whatever the, whatever diploma I was gonna get, advanced diploma. Mm-hmm. All that shit went away after that. After that, why? Cause it just was like, I don't know what happened, man. Like. I just started playing ball. Like I remember going back to Atlanta. I was hooping on they was selling crack on the courts I'm hooping. I'm like hooping every day. You mean playing basketball? Yeah, like playing ball. Like So you
2: just really got into playing basketball? I after played that?
1: basketball, man. Made the team. I made a I made a state championship team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh and you
2: had never really played before.
1: I wasn't that good at it. I tried it and I was just on the team, mm-hmm. you know, just to stay off stay out of trouble. But at that time that was keeping me off the streets. Um and uh while people would get into things you know yeah uh and i was on making a team and that was about it but I made the team and we you know it was cool to be a part and then I became a bully too after
2: that whole incident
1: yeah cuz my something changed you know what I mean like you become popular and like all the things that was done to you you kind of do it you kind of but you it's so much that happened i just became like a loose cannon Really? So I wasn't like punch nobody nothing, but verbally, verbally I could destroy a person just yeah. on words. You would just be you would be teachers, everything. You know, this I, is in high school. This is like yeah, high school now, and uh, I remember I walk, I was walking on the basketball court because by the, my senior year I had two classes, like That's, I was done with school. Yeah, like I could have graduated early, but it was no, did you graduate for what? Yeah, it was nothing to do. You know, uh, I didn't know really about going to college early and mm-hmm. getting a jump start on those things. You know what I mean? So I had four PE classes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I dropped out. I dropped out of of uh, advanced English into uh-huh. regular English, and then I dropped out of uh, advanced math because I got a C, and I was like, motherfucker, I never had a C in math before." Fuck you, you know, so I don't you would need to take math,
2: you just weren't paying attention as much in the in class for well the I academic mean it stuff. wasn't
1: it wasn't that man school was easy, right. I didn't have to study at home, that shit was easy. I could draw for an hour and then take the test next week as long as I drew what I was drawing when you taught the class. Everything came back, oh wow, that's interesting, Uh you know so. This thing, I passed the SAT, and I slept on the SAT. It what was do you mean,
2: What do you mean you slept during it? I
1: took a nap. <laughs> it was boring and long, you know what I mean? I woke up, I wrote the written part, mm-hmm. and got the fuck out of that. What about the bubbles? You got to fill the bubbles in. Well, I had to do that, too, but, I mean, school was easy. Like, I, I, I should have, it just wasn't, when you look back and learn things, you're like, oh, it wasn't challenging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. The people I was around, I should have just been in a, a different place. Like, I would have been in a different place, you know, but you mm-hmm. don't know those things. Uh, but, like, I remember working on a basketball court and some guys were playing basketball my senior year, and the ball got away, and it came toward me, and I picked up the ball, and I just threw that shit what far. Yeah? I just threw it far. Just to be an asshole? Just not to be an asshole. There wasn't no reason. Huh. It just, like, do it. It's just like, do that shit. And then I got expelled my senior year, too. They try to keep me out of school for what they call a school disturbance. Because oh. I'm a chaotic person. Right. Like, when I go, I go hard. Like, <laughs> I disturbed the whole scene. Like, I call it a scene. What was it? Food fight. Okay. Like, apparently a food fight was about to start, and the teachers stopped it. I've and
2: always I, wanted to start a food fight my entire life. I never have.
1: And I, uh... I've gotten no beyond it. And I walked in the, uh in the cafeteria and I sat with the students, which I usually don't do. I used to sit with the teachers. Really? Why? Because I can. Well,
2: okay. <laughs> I just don't understand. I think because I don't have any experience with that. Teachers ours... sat on
1: the stage and looked over students like slave masters. Right. And I used to sit on the stage and, and they didn't care. They didn't talk talk, talk to them or whatever, you know, uh, and uh, I walked down where the students were and I, I, it was a, it was a fork or a, or a spoon with a piece of biscuit in it, and the, and the teacher was like, "Look, I just, I just calm these guys down. Don't do anything." And I heard some, I just heard "get crunk," "get crunk," <laughs> which that was a turn up word. Like fights would start like that back then. Yeah, that, that's I remember that word. Yeah, and I picked the thing up and I flung it up in the air. I didn't hit nobody, but as soon as I threw it in the air, the whole cafeteria. Just start throwing food, mm-hmm. and I remember running out of the cafeteria. You know, I got hit in the head with a biscuit, poof, or a piece of bread. And I remember running out of the cafeteria, and uh, a teach my English teacher grabbing me like, "Come on, we gotta get you out of here." And then a principal came around the corner with a walkie-talkie. Was like, already got his name.
2: Why did Why they have to get you out there? Because he didn't, he went didn't get in, get in trouble. Get in trouble,
1: one? and uh, they already had my name. But I got blamed for crazy. Like, somebody put—you know how this, the floors at school are marble and white? Yeah. Somebody put baby oil on the floor right below the steps. Okay. And teachers would fall, which is hilarious. But you didn't do it. I didn't do it, but they thought it was my doing. So they tried to expel you, but it didn't work? You didn't I, got, it. I got I got, I got get expelled. I got expelled. I had to go through the 10-day thing, but they let me back in because I was graduating.
2: So this whole time, you're not—you weren't drinking— or smoking. You weren't no, no, I didn't do or drugs. I wasn't even cursing. But you were just angry, sort of.
1: You could say. I don't know what it was. I don't think I was angry. School Chaotic. was fun. School was fun. But you're talking about how you became this person who. Yeah, but I mean? school. I always liked going to school. Like school was fun. I didn't like being at home. Home was where all the shit happened. Okay. So you went Home to was school. like being in jail. You know what I mean? I mean school was like even the world to me today. And they say like when I be like with people, and they like you can't do that shit in the world, and I'm like, no, nah, the world is a, the playground. You can do whatever the fuck you want to out here. See, I always felt the opposite. I hated going to school. Man, I just school, fucking hated it. School, they fed you for free. You had books. Uh-huh. You had shit you could do. You around people. You know, you around people. You know what I mean? You could do whatever the fuck you want to. I'm an introvert now, but when I go out at comedy shows, I'm around people. I can say whatever the fuck I want to. Right. They don't know who I was, who I am. Yeah. I could make up backgrounds.
2: When did you say, when did you feel like you became different after that whole, because you're talking about how that incident like flipped a switch in your head sort of, right? Like when you got left playing basketball at the projects, but then it was like at some point you grew out of that after the thing you became
1: after no, that, No, you right? start you're starting to try to get out of a, you don't know what the fuck going on, so you're just trying to get out of something, you know what I mean? But you don't even know what you're trying to get out of. Just right. Shit don't make sense. You know what I mean? That happened in, like, 95 or some shit, maybe. You know? Granddad died. 96. The only person that, that really said you was smart could be anything, gone. Like, the last, what you see, man, man, mm-hmm. gone. Boom. Family fell apart. 90s, then, you know, dad and aunt on drugs. Uh, Like... My mom's older sister died. People would just start dying, you know what I mean? So, like, all these things eroded. Like, yeah, things are just happening, like, boom, boom, you know. And uh, then you do graduate. Like, I got hurt. I got hurt playing basketball, which my mom was very upset about. Because um, she was like, I told you not to play basketball anyway, on that type shit. Yeah. I couldn't get into art class, which I really wanted to do. Uh, So... And then, like oh, I said in the story, I think I had a got a basketball, partial basketball scholarship to another school, and then I ended up selling crack at that school what well, you when did you sell it, do that for the first time when I was there, so that's the first time you did it. I was there and uh and um needed some paper or something you know what I mean, yeah, college wasn't paper meaning money, <laughs> no, I mean yeah, I need a yeah. paper meaning money. <laughs> But you you dropped off Imagine getting dropped off in a situation that you don't know what the fuck going on. Yeah, I mean I can't I can imagine in a small town. It. Yeah, in a small town, nobody ever went to school really like could give you the type of information on how to survive this thing. Mm-hmm. You just uh, had to deal with that other shit, and then you get here, thinking you got here because you smart or whatever. And then you realize you might not be smart, but you behind. Yeah, because people are. In college they discriminated socioeconomically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you now you back to black people telling you just a country motherfucker. You shouldn't be here. Why your feet on the table. You know, say those things to you. Yeah. you can't grow you can't grow your hair out. You know, coach told me that, or you know, uh yeah, it was just like getting thrown in that world. And you start to really see like some disadvantages in how fair things are not and you back to like and then you get I got offered this opportunity to sell crack. How and that I'm like, happen? man, this must be a thing. How'd that happen? Because of my my paranoia and my great king observation, mm-hmm. I could walk into a building. Like I planned a bank robbery at fourteen, right? <laughs> uh huh. So I knew how to walk in a building. I could tell you everything about the structure of that bu- building. Which makes sense because I started studying engineer later on. Okay. But you know what I mean? I know where the windows at. I could tell you how to get in and out of the building, where the exits are. I knew where the cameras were uh, and shit like that. But so, how the
2: crack thing come about, though?
1: Because I was going to get to that. Like, I Sorry. could walk, I could be in a club mm-hmm. with anybody and I could tell you who got guns. I could tell you the ways out of that club. I know where to sit when I go into a restaurant to this day, I know where to park. How to get out of a place mm-hmm. if we got to get out of a place fast. So, just from observation, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. being like having a inter- little intellect. Drug dealing is a very, is based on intellect and smarts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To survive it uh, and leadership skills, to be great at anything, uh, which I didn't have. But <laughs> um, definitely uh, somebody saw that in me and needed some help on how to hide this stuff you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I knew how to take apart ceilings and desks and stash <laughs> stuff you know what I mean yeah I'm 18 and we had a key to the whole dorm dormitory we had a key to everybody's room damn you know what I mean mm-hmm. I could hide shit anywhere I want to you know um uh, and then the key fell into the wrong hands and it got fucked up then but you know uh yeah, man. So that's how that was my introduction to the game. You loyal. You keep your mouth closed. Mm-hmm. Think how many secrets I held up to this point. Shit. Sounds like a lot. So when somebody comes to you with something and you don't say nothing, that game is based on trust, too, mm-hmm. and loyal. And loyal. So you found somebody like that. I was that guy. You know what I mean? So that's how it happened. So how long did you do that? Not long, man. I think it was less than a year. Not okay. long. But enough to... Enough to foresee that it would it would it would be dangerous for me. Yeah, like I would hurt somebody, I would kill somebody, or get killed.
2: It's not a sustainable thing to do.
1: It all depends on you. I mean, it, you, it can be, are. but
2: it seems like a lot of work
1: to but make when it sustainable. You, when you become an angry person, I started to get this anger. Yeah, which is borderline dangerous. Yeah, if you don't know about schizophrenia, schizophrenia, right? Because at this be age, triggered. it could still be something that could yeah. Happen. So when things would happen, I would be like, man, I would have shot that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. you know that's the go-to and that's not a way to be you know what I mean right. to have that just to think to have those thoughts and then uh, it was a pharmaceutical company in that town that was huge and I realized like this this is the way to do it these are the winners right here this is a setup I'm at a I'm at a partial partial scholarship at a college white school private and then at night I would go to the hood to the trap you know what I mean right and do these things and like I was with some white friends one night and they wanted some weed and they picked up this black dude. I'm talking shit to this black dude. I'm talking shit to him. What do you mean? Just who is like, he? Oh, just who was country, it? Oh, you just country nigga? Like, okay. I'm from Atlanta, you know, da da da. And I fell asleep and I woke up in the projects.
2: Uh-huh.
1: They were trying to buy some weed from this guy. And uh I was like, Where the fuck is so and so? And they was like, Oh, she went in and get the thing. And I was like, Y'all let her go in there by herself? and it's the projects and it's late at night Mm -hmm. and she come from running running around that building they had robbed her and some guys came out with some guns because I was in the car and I was talking shit so as long as I stayed in the car they wasn't gonna do anything but I knew they had guns nobody else didn't they got out of the car as soon as I made a move since I'm the last person out of the car the guys started to draw and I was like oh shit I just knew if I got out of the car nobody was leaving this place yeah you know what I mean so I stayed in the car, which they were mad at me. You know, those people were mad at me. They was like, oh, you a bitch. And I had to sit on that because they don't know. If I got out of that car, they would have died. And then I found out that that guy was related to one of the guys that was working for us because I had a double lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sounds like it. Yeah, I had a double life, you know. So it was like, man, this could have been like a, this could have been a, a setup in a weird way, cause I just moved to this town and we we pumping, we pumping out this town. That's what it was called back then. It's a trapping now, but we was pumping like we moving like okay, we moving and we getting product, we getting like money just for like young kids. Yeah. Like it started to, like I was there when it started, cause I wanted to see how powerful crack was. When my dad was on it, mm-hmm. so that's what my that's what I'm interested in. So I used to talk to crackheads and remind them of shit they didn't want to hear. <laughs> I'd be like, you got God. kids and ask them that. They're like, I don't want to talk about that shit right now. Jesus. And uh, yeah, man, like that thing was very powerful for everybody involved. Even if you sell it, you know, you got control over people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was one guy, he used to just run into like Macy's and take shit. Because <laughs> he didn't have money. He'd be like, oh, go get us, you know, go get this. And he would just... run in and take shit. Shave his hair, become a different person, just run in and just take shit. Jesus. You know? Uh even my dad had climbed a telephone pole for somebody for entertainment. For just, entertainment. Just because they asked him to and he was he, he was wanted under the grip. Under the grip, man. So it's like I'm getting payback now. Yeah. I'm getting payback on somebody else, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, all this little shit. And then uh, you know, but now I'm starting to get like I'm starting to get pussy now and like Getting treated differently, like you get power now, you know. And uh and then like a part of you is like, Man, you killing your conscience like, man, you killing your own people. And all this other these other yeah. things, you know, and it's like my 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 OG started to get in trouble. Your OG. Yeah, the guy who brought me in. Okay. Uh and it was dope because we didn't even have to sell it. When you walk into a town like that, when there's people really, really hard up for some cash. You could pay a nigga three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars to move, move it for you, and then they bring you back. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. Because a nick, a nick in a town like that that's so remote, uh, what's supposed was five dollars in the city becomes fifty dollars. What's a nick? A nick is a nickel. Okay, you know, a nick is five dollars in the city. Mm-hmm. In a remote town, it's fifty dollars. So say for like a dollar two of a product, great market, you making forty eight dollars. Mm-hmm. So now. And we started it started with $40. You turn $40 to like, and from that it starts and get big. And it becomes 1500 dollars a week, and then it just gets bigger and bigger. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh shit. This is a thing. And then uh uh my homeboy had to leave and he was like, I want you to take over this town. But my 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 thing in the game was like, only thing I could say it was close to was like training day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was training day. You take a naive, you take a naive kid and then you learn a game like that. Like, hey, smoke this. What the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. Sherm. Yeah, like you learn, I mean, it was just that tense. Everything Ethan Holt went through, when I saw that movie, it was like, yeah. I felt a lot of that shit Yeah, coming in this building with me. You know what I mean? Like, just, to, and, and you get tested. You get tested. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's a very real situation that if not handled properly, it could turn into some things. And, uh, I got offered to take over that town, at eighteen years old, mm-hmm. and I turned it down. So what? What did you? You turned it down. Then what? Then I left. Left the school. I got to get the fuck out of here. Cause so you're
2: just overwhelmed I, with feelings about like this. Everything was. No, this is not good. I don't well, want to. Well,
1: I I only said I would go to crime after if as the last resort. I made when I made that the plan to rob a bank mm-hmm. at fourteen. I was like I wouldn't do crime unless it was a last resort. Right. You know what I mean. Uh, And that mean I would have to be homeless first. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was between crime and military as the last resort. So... So you left that town. Left that town, went back to Atlanta, and started over. Worked at Walmart with some felons. You know what I mean? Got fired from Walmart for sexual misconduct. Uh, Worked at Target. That didn't work out. Mm-hmm. All these things, you know what I mean? And then... uh. Went to another school just to get back in school because my grades slipped. Went yeah. to community college for one semester, got the average. Went to engineering school, and I wanted to go to SCAD, Savannah College yeah. of Art and Design. Right, but I showed my mom the paperwork, and she was like, "That shit costs too much." And I was like, "Well, because the money issues we had, you you don't hear it. once you hear that you just give up on it." Yeah, you like ah, oh. but I didn't know until I met Yaza Lester, who's another comedian. Right, he, he went to SCAD. And he got, and I was like, how the fuck you get in scat? He was like, they let niggas in for free. <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. He's like, because they need it was some part of some diversity thing. Right. They would let niggas in for free. And that's, those little things Is are the that the, the name of the policy? Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a number like BK42. Yeah, sure. But that's basically what it means. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But when you, that's the difference to me when you, socioeconomically, when you come up, in different places, the information that you have or you don't have, and what it leads to.
2: Yeah, you just don't know. You don't want. You know. You don't know what you don't know, and by the time you know it, it's too. It's too late, or it's a different time, to where it's not as usable. Yeah,
1: you know. So, uh, those guys, like six years later, the guys that I worked with, or the guy that I worked with, end up finishing like hustling in that town. He stopped. He stopped. He's in the church now. He's high up in the church. Sounds about. The, it's kind of the same thing if you think about it. We connected, and yeah, he was like everybody died or they didn't. They didn't, they got life or whatever. Yeah, but those guys, he formed a team, and those guys, uh, individually, made like fourteen thousand a week. It's a lot of money. As a youth, as a young a group of young black. <laughs> I can't imagine having that much money if I was But divided I mean, by six people, you know what I mean? Still a shitload of money. Yeah. So yeah. uh you know, uh but I had left that alone for the most part, you know. Yeah. Still got ties to it, but not in a way like that, you know. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I was out. I was out. And I tried I did the job thing and then I went corporate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause I tested and worked for the phone company, and made more money than my mom mm-hmm. at twenty-one. What a salary! Right. What a whip! You know what I mean. And then my mom tried to trick me into buying her a house, or well, she tried. She didn't try to trick me. She tried to convince me to buy her a house. Yeah. At the time, cause she didn't have nowhere to stay, and I remember looking at the paperwork, and my instincts were like, "This ain't right." Mm-mm. I already had like some cards, credit cards that didn't that wasn't in my name, that wasn't popping too well. So That
2: sounds like a, that's a great sentence you just said. I had some credit cards that weren't in my name, that weren't popping too.
1: They weren't going there. That, you get them phone calls. You're like, Jesus
2: Christ, man.
1: Yeah, it's like, man, you, uh, you, yeah. So you learn about, you learn those lessons young, you know what I mean? Like if I would have bought a house. I didn't learn that shit. What do you mean? With everything you're talking about. It's like I didn't. I know
2: you're saying you in the infinitive, like yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I know you're saying it, but, but I'm just some people, like, yeah,
1: like some, It's it's shocking to have to go through that, though. I'm sure it's shocking to have to go through that those things. Uh, um, from like uh like a a parent trying to get a kid to buy them, right? House. You know what I mean? When yeah. you think about it, that's some weird. That's some weird shit. But you know, uh, but I was like, fuck money, fuck all this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I went through all that stuff, but now it's like I've been like a vagabond since. That's what I wanted to do—stand up too at that age, but I couldn't because my mom wanted me to buy a house.
2: Right, so you had to you had to keep your shit together and do like the normal. Crap.
1: Well, I'm at I'm at the job crying because for hated the first it? time I got money, but I'm crying like I'm like yeah, it's over. Why I'm back suicidal? Really? Why would, why were you so sad at the job? Because it just wasn't it just wasn't. It just wasn't uh, it just wasn't nothing I wanna do. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're my dad went crazy at his job. You know? Yeah. My mom did hair, like who the fuck works jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I knew I knew when I lived with my dad I didn't need anything or mm-hmm. want anything, but I didn't really consider that it came. I knew he worked for the power company. Yeah. And now I worked for the phone company, which is Similar weird. thing. Similar thing. Just good in math, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Good in math and numbers. So uh but yeah, I would have went crazy at that job too. So when did you leave? Uh I got I left when they told me to leave. When they like okay. the, I got fired. Uh um, but I almost blew that job up. <laughs> I almost blew that job up. Right. Yeah. That's where I was in life. Like I understand people who walk in the buildings and shoot shit up. Like yeah. I understand the level of what whatever they're going through in their head. I understand that, but they don't know yet that it's, it's, it's all point of view yeah. and that they're not victims. But it comes from a place of victimization, like mm-hmm. going through so much, whatever they think they're going through and they mind of being a victim of mm-hmm. and not taking it no more. But seeing the world as such a fucked up place that they got to do something about it and send a message. Glad you didn't do it. Me neither, because the universe took care of it. That company went out of business like two years later. Thank God? I oh, was like, ain't God good? But uh, yo, yeah. uh, yeah, man, that's the that's the first twenty, like the first twenty three, twenty four years of my it's life. Pretty damn good story. It's very interesting. Um, uh, and then like I I, I couldn't do comedy because nobody supported it. What what you mean, like you making money, you make money, you fucking got this and that. Why the fuck would you do this thing?
2: Right. Well, you yeah. ain't even funny. Doesn't make sense to do that if in that case, because it's like, why would you?
1: So the pressure, just all that man, just made me like almost lose it. But eventually, you did though. Yeah, when I got when I got fired, I was a relief. But everything had to go back. What do you mean? I had, oh, everything you bought, everything like you know, car. I don't give a fuck about it. all of it. Go, let it go. And that's why it affect me to this day, because I'm still, you know, I'm still out here like. The stuff that people fight for, like, man, I got to do this art to make money. I'm like, man, shit, I'm free. I feel (laughs) wealthy. I feel wealthy now for the most part, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm going to have to get back in the game. But I don't live like a vagabond for a minute, you know. Mm -hmm. It's good to do that. Travel a lot. I feel like I'm in my, I feel like I do what people do in their early 20s. I did it in my, like, mid-30s. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm living like that now cuz you can't catch up but it feel like you are playing catch up. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of people did that who are that way who started their career late and they feel like they have to catch up but they end up working twice as hard and doing twice as well because of that.
1: Well, I don't work twice as hard. I oh, still well. like <laughs> I still kick it every day, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh I try to be smart and live a free. My life is about freedom. You know, so uh yeah, that was the thing, man. That's the day my dad did the way I found out my dad did drugs, and that was the effect that that had on me up until like from 15 or 14 to like 25. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did drugs. Damn. And then when he stopped, the schizophrenia kicked back in.
2: Yeah, because that's the thing with schizophrenia, right? It's like a thing where when you're high, you feel normal. So that's why so many schizophrenics have such bad drug problems because it's the only time that they ever feel not terrible. Yeah. Like, they feel like oh, there's, the voices are quiet now. Only because I'm fucking janked out of my mind on something. On something,
1: on something. You're going crazy.
0: You're still listening to Live to Tape here on the Feral Audio Network. We're about to wrap things up with guest Byron Bowers. What you want to do is rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. You got an instrumental song or anything else. You just touch down on the Delta Dream called Live to Tape Podcast at Gmail. Get this
3: man a song, man. Just spell it all out. This thing needs a song to cut to. Oh,
0: well, yeah, we'll cut the song we can sing over, talk over, just have a good old general time with. So, I. Uh, uh, do you uh, want to hear uh, a song about? Scissor up right
3: now. Do you want to go on it? You're high and scissor up right now. Is that what you said? That's what. That's what that, my voice sounds like. Well, it sounds like sounds a like scream. Right. Sounds now. like DJ Screw was visiting the house. Hello it's the voice bill collectors you use when they call your house. Yeah hello sir is Johnny there He's here all right This is Verizon. Well oh wait I'm Verizon no this is uh, this is David Jackson David I just bought this phone from a guy I think his name is Johnny. I don't know if it's him though. I don't remember well the number
0: serial number shows that it belongs to somebody else and if you don't turn this phone in, we're gonna fucking come to your house kick the door down put your
3: head in the toilet and butt fuck you while your head's in the toilet Um, hit it DJ (laughs) what do you want to say Byron before we go
1: yo man go to my website check me out ByronBobsLive.com. I got two things on CISO TV I just shot something for Showtime
3: what's the Showtime when does it come out
1: I don't know when it comes out it's just I don't know it's not a special nothing it's just me trying to act you know what I mean uh, and uh yeah, just stay tuned, man It's going to be an interesting ride It's going to end horrible No, it's not it's gonna, What do you mean?
3: I know it's not I can tell you right now It's, it's going to end good
1: Oh, okay, well your
3: podcast is going to end horrible or your life? The life Nah, I think it's going to be good Podcast is going to end horrible, though
1: No, okay, well, either way <laughs> uh so Check both of us out
3: Check us out
1: I'm looking for music to play at my funeral, too If y'all want to send in tracks
3: Yeah, send, some, I just play send some music for Byron's funeral Send something
1: in there. We out. Bye. Is this the Jamaican shit?
3: I can put some Jamaican shit
1: on. Oh, this is not Jamaican.
3: How about some
2: Jamaican shit?
1: Yeah, ma. Okay,
2: I'm gonna put on one Jamaican song,
1: then we're out of here. A lot of mercy. A lot of mercy. mercy. know this? What? Seein' Rasta. Rasta fire. Here, guys. Here's my favorite Jamaican song. Day.
2: You ready for this? This is my I absolute saw. favorite Jamaican song. Good super good Jamaican song right here. What? <laughs> this is Don Henley. But it's a great song to go jogging to.
1: It is. Good night. This is a song you crank out your sports car up to and then you just take off. This
2: is like an 80s white dude sports car.
0: Oh. Yeah. Ball.